Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of This Korean Life. Is it normal for my blood pressure to spike at Costco when I see a line of 30 people waiting for a sample vitamin? Is it strange that I have a surge of adrenaline while watching someone fill up two plates of onions? A few weeks ago, I woke my family up early because clearly getting to Costco early on a Sunday is an absolute necessity if I want to avoid the situations I just mentioned. If I want to avoid that, or cardiac arrest, or just a regular arrest. (laughs) So here I am, wife and kids ready to go. My ETA is five minutes before opening time, just enough time to get a decent parking spot. Head down with my cart, but as I make the left into the Costco parking lot, there it is. The sign that ruins so many Sunday mornings. It's the fourth Sunday of the month. We are closed. Immediately, I think... Why didn't I check Wilson online? You know, if you check Wilson online, you can find everything you need to know about living in Ulsan. Nice segue there, wasn't it? With a Facebook group of over 9,000 members, Ulsan Online is one of the largest expat communities in the area. Their website has been going strong for over 10 years now. It is your source for information on everything from travel to when Costco is open. For everything in Ulsan, Ulsan Online has you covered. This podcast is also brought to you by Genius English Camp. By taking English beyond the classroom, Genius English Camp strives to provide excellent teaching with excellent opportunity. As a brand, their aim is to connect, inspire, and develop. To connect the individual to the world at large, to inspire them to greatness, and to develop their English and interpersonal skills to give them the necessary tools for success. Uh, I met Lyle, the founder, uh, a few weeks back. He showed me some pictures uh, from his previous trips, and man, this camp looks uh, looks pretty cool. They got helicopters, museums, hikes, picnics, markets, sunsets on the beach. Uh, in this year's special event, uh, they will be sleeping in Nelson Mandela's home um, and having the opportunity to meet uh, some of his close friends and share stories together. What are you waiting for? Mention this Korean Life podcast for a special discount. Connect, inspire, develop with Genius English Camp. Uh, To speak to someone in English, you can call Lyle at 010-8539-9761. To speak to someone in Korean, you can call Suhyun, uh, 010-8399-9761. Today's episode features Ubaid Kureshi, uh, also known as East Marshall. East, give us a, a peek behind the curtain of the surprising culture in the Korean university laboratories. Uh, he speaks about his difficult times in Korea, raising a newborn child, uh, trying to make ends meet, being a vegan, uh, not, you know, not being a part of the drinking culture as well. Uh, he's an interesting young man with great potential for the future. Listen carefully to avoid falling into some of the same traps he did. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. And here we go. Welcome today, uh, Ubaidullah Kureshi, to the podcast. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. What about you, man? Good, good. 
Uh, I want to jump right into it here uh, and ask you how uh, how your studies are going in uh, in Ulsan Uh So far, so good. Uh, my first semester was really pretty good uh, with the great professors. And since, you know, my wife is also studying with me in the same lab, it was quite good. My wife was pregnant then, uh, but after uh, her pregnancy, uh, when the baby came in this world, on the second semester, it, it was really a bumpy ride for us. Mm. And uh, it was like hell, going through hell, because, you know, we couldn't afford to go into the lab and give our time to do our studies. So and one day the professor called us and said, I, I want to have a serious meeting with you guys. And at that day, I came, we came to know that he's really pissed off by not for us by not coming into the lab. So he asked us, if you guys need to leave, you can take off. Oh, was He He yeah. was aware that you had a child, right? Yeah, he was aware of there that. Was no, there was no sympathy for, for, new, uh, for new parents? I think it was for my wife only. For that, I have been enjoying the same good time, free time. But after the three months, you know, three months is a quite good time to, you know, back on the track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but unfortunately, I was very lenient about that. Yeah. And then... And all the things like went off horrible. So mm. yeah. So was, after after three months, the professor had called you in and wanted uh, kind of give you a sit actually, down. Actually, he wanted us to talk. find another advisor. He wanted us to find another advisor, but we negotiated with him and asked him <laughs> to keep us just for one more semester or yeah. two semesters and give us the master's degree and instead of the doctorate that you originally right. signed up for. That's right. How old How old are you and your wife? You guys are quite young, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 26. My wife is 23. 23. Oh, okay, okay. And you had originally signed up for a master's doctorate combined program, right? That's right. Yep. And how long How long was that? Or what are you studying? How did you get here? Uh, all right. So I was working in Pakistan in one of the, the prestigious uh, ammonia refinery. Yeah, they, they Not a refinery, but they used to make fertilizer, mm. right? So my wife was working in Nestle. And she was on the GHG emissions part. That's technical thing. That that's just leave it over here. Mm. And so she was curious to uh, do a master's degree or in the PhD. Just wanted to add doctor name, but on on her name. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as that, a doctor that, that, to yeah. the end of her name. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So uh, she was curious, and she started applying on the scholarships available globally. And she landed on two of them. One was in Turkey and the second was in Ulsan. Mm. Yeah. And there was one more. It, it was in like Tegu, I think. But that professor was paying us really, very low. Like the official document stated that he will pay us 400 US dollars. But on the email, he said, I'll pay you 200 US dollars. So I just, I, I, I was very angry and I um, composed an email for him that, it's very low and I cannot make it to you. So how can anyone live on two hundred dollars a month? Is that is that two hundred dollars supposed to pay for your for your apartment and food and yeah, and yeah, everything? Yeah, they don't they, they don't provide housing yeah, for you. Yeah, they expect that our parents will give us some money every month. Jeez. But that's but hold on, that was in Daegu. Yeah, that was in Daegu, but we didn't accept that. How many how many years is the combined program? <laughs> Five years. It depends upon you. If oh, you yeah. yeah. So there there's some. Uh, you know, it, uh, it doesn't increase in incre- incrementally where the first couple of years is considered your some, master's and you would cases, get two or three hundred. In <clears> some <throat> cases, it gets increased by 10 percent because uh, I did my master's and nobody paid me anything. Wow. <laughs> I paid lots. Wow. Yeah. So the thing is, it gets increased semester by semester, like 10 percent right. or they give you five thousand like 
Yeah, f no, 50,000. Yeah, 50,000 Korean won increment each semester. Oh, okay. Right? And when you're passing off, so uh, a PhD student originally starts from 600,000. That's almost like 600 USD if we mm. make like then 100,000 as equals to 100 US dollars, right? Yeah. So, and when they're passing out after five years, they're on 1.1 or 1.2 million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so originally, originally, we get we should be paid 1.2 million from the beginning. Be uh, combined, 600 yeah, 600 yeah, each, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they keep some money to themselves and they say that it's for the lab funding. And that, that, yeah, that's... So that. you didn't take the Daegu job because the money wasn't enough? You took yeah. the Ulsan... We couldn't, we couldn't afford that because my wife was pregnant <clears throat> and I was thinking, you know, I had many thoughts just like another father. So of course, I, yeah. I couldn't afford to, you know, even though we had saved some money from Pakistan to bring to Korea, but, you know, it would have been end up. So, it goes, yeah. it goes quick, right? But that, I, I'm curious. I mean, I think most people in Canada or, or America that are doing their master's, most of them have one or two jobs. And I don't think any of them get paid to do their master's. Once yeah. they get to a PhD, okay, that's a different story. Yeah. So did you guys expect that? Or was that news to you when you started applying? Or I would expect that I would have to work. I wouldn't expect from my parents and that I would have to work jobs at the same time. Yeah, but we expected that actually because uh, the professor wants us to be on, in the lab from 9 to 6 and that's what we get paid for. Okay. Mm. That's, right? a, that's a different story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so you're, you're 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 doing uh, Nate, you were doing uh, I think a full coursework, right? You guys are yeah. you guys are doing research in Besides the coursework, we are also working on our research papers. Yeah. So uh, each research paper that gets published uh, we have to put the name of the professor. So, and there's a little sensitive information I would like to share, share over here is that if you publish a research paper above than four impact factor, yeah. you get paid from the Korean government. Yeah. And all the money goes to the professor. That's insane. Yeah. So they they get paid like four million, and they can they can be get paid like ten million if you have published a research paper in an impact factor for let's say ten or eleven or twelve. Well, what's what would be uh, an example of a of an impact factor of impact 10 or factor 12? is like how much uh, it's worthy for the scientific field. What what type of journal it's in? Yeah, it depends. If they're only the in the domestic journals, they're yeah. okay, okay. As such, if they're in international journals, they're Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so if you're if you're solving the if you're if you're solving some some big epidemic or some yeah, crisis, we're then doing you're, you're getting some serious shit in our lab. We did mm. just and scratching our minds all the time. And does it um, knowing knowing that the um, the research money will all go to the professor? Does that um, decrease your your motivation to, yeah, to study right. and is there is there a resentment that builds up towards him yeah. knowing that all of your work does your does your name at all go on the paper yeah it should go on yeah, as a yeah. co-author right yeah, it goes yeah, on co-author co -author. that's right but there's no there's no financial incentive right no not so not. some of the professors get really give the financial in, uh, like this uh, incentive like if you have published a paper if they get 10 million they'll give you back 1 million as an incentive. That how year. much How much have they contributed to the paper? Or are they just simply... Not at all. They just have advisors that do like this, do like that. and. I think it's case by case, no? Yeah, that's right. Some advisors are, are very... Hands-on. Hands-on, and they yeah. participate lots, and they guide a lot. Yeah. And in other situations, they don't at all. Yeah. And the, the, the cases where they don't is where the students really 
you know, that they have that resentment towards their professor. But um, in a, many, many cases, the professor has an active role yeah. in the research and guiding the students along the way. So yeah. if, sorry, maybe just to play devil's advocate, I wonder if the professor, I mean, if, if the situation was reversed and the professor was always kind of looking over your shoulder, hey, what are you doing? Why do you yeah. do it like this? Why do you do it like that? Would you prefer that? Would you prefer him more hands-on? Or maybe maybe that's, uh, I just thought about that now. Maybe that's like, um, maybe he's thinking beyond like, oh, if I'm in the lab too much, they can't grow. They can't, you know, they can't develop their own skills. So maybe that's, maybe that's their, their way of, of helping you kind of self-develop or, or find your own way. Yeah. So, all right, let's discuss this way. Mm. So there are some professors in Korea that actually give you the full monies from the beginning. But mm. after that, yeah. they're always on your shoulder just keeping an eye on you oh, okay, okay. so they expect you to turn on your skype and so they can monitor you what you are doing on your desktop that's that's the we we discussed this earlier but uh do you want to yeah, so elaborate what, what, elaborate on what that? i want is yeah. it is like a midway mm. not too much he must not bother me too much or mm. the other students and he must not like you want you want balance. Yeah, I want like, like everything in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, I I was quite shocked, um, and I said it, it reminds me of uh, of the the book 1984, kind of an Orwellian yeah. uh, Orwellian dystopia where the the professor expects you to be in the lab on weekends. Yeah. Right. Even though I mean the the fruits of your labor that he'll he'll take up to ninety percent of it and your monthly stipend as well. Um, he takes he takes a piece of that. It's it's shocking to me that he expects you to be in the lab on Saturday and Sunday, and not only are you supposed to be in the lab, but he's watching you through Skype. Yeah, what is that? That's insane. Yeah, that is that is right. absolutely yeah. insane. But that's a culture that's been built here. When I was when I was at the National Institute of Science and Technology, I mean, some of the laboratories had. CCTV cameras that that are directly connected to the professor's phones and they watch all the time and when Unist had initially started many of the professors had come from America they were not used of the Korean lab culture <clears throat> and from discussing with professors and uh, some of the students there I found out that a lot of the professors were in trouble from their their peers across the country especially KAIST and Postech where our students would tell those students that, you know, they got to go home at five o'clock and six o'clock and they got calls from their young names or Hubei, Sambes, whatever you want to call them. So that's the older, saying, older brothers saying yeah. that, hey, you can't let your kids out at that time. It's going to ruin my whole laboratory. They're already talking about it. You keep your kids in the laboratory until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock and you don't let them out. Otherwise, you're going to change the whole country, which that's what they, they had known from studying in, in laboratories in America. And they brought that back here, and that's how they ran their laboratories. And then they got in trouble from the the older professors from the other similar institutes around the country. That's insane. You so, can't you can't expect the even even a, a machine or you know if you're working in a factory, you can't expect your machine to run at a hundred percent efficiency all all and day 24/7. long. Twenty four seven. And you, yeah. but, if but you guys, they they operate it like a company. It's not. It's not a laboratory. It's a company. Yeah. They operate like an SK, like an LG, like a Samsung. Yeah. Those guys go. Yeah, I used to work at SK for a long time. They eat Man. breakfast there. They eat lunch there. They eat dinner there. And when they're done, they go out for drinks and dinner after. And that they operate laboratories like a company. And you're not supposed to leave. 
That's that's insane. There's yeah. no you you cannot yeah. get you you can't get the best work out of out yeah. of people. So it's more draining like a, every every piece of energy from every day. You know, it's mm. more like a business now. Yeah. yeah. So you know they have been making a very good money. If you have made a very good product in your lab, so what they do is the professor just sell it off to some company. Mm. Yeah. So this is how they make the money. And uh, I'll I'll tell you the worst case. Even some of the students, I won't tell the nationality, but mm. uh, what they do is they, even, <laughs> they, 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 they do even sleep in the lab. Yeah, so they will pretend that they're working very hard, but actually they're just YouTubing all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that was very common. Yeah. I had students who would be in in second year. They'd already be, have joined a lab, and they'd be in there. They wouldn't. They wouldn't go to their dorm for three days. Yep, that's right. So they have been just watching movies all the time, and they're pretending that they are just burning the midnight oil. You know. Yeah. So that's really, really crazy. And but I discussed with you earlier that the how do they get a job in Korea? It's on referrals from, or how do they get into their doctorate program? It's on referrals from their advisor. So if they're seen as not a loyal, you know, minion in the laboratory. Their professor will not uh, refer them onto a, a job, a big company, or a PhD program. Yeah. So that that was that was very very common. They, the kids used to tell me they had no choice. Yeah. If they want to get a job in Korea, they have to be loyal to their professor. Yeah. And you don't ask questions. You say yes. You sleep in the lab. You yeah. pretend you're busy. Yeah. You look busy. Yeah. They think you're a good minion. They yeah. send you on to the next level. Yeah. All in all, they like you have to consider your professor as a god. That's it. So you. Whatever he says, you have to say yes. You can't deny. Oh, so yes. that's that's very challenging for most international students. Yeah. And one of the funny ones that I noticed when I was at Unist was that the foreign students were almost never in the laboratory until those crazy hours of the night. And I always ask the Koreans, well, how come I see the foreign students downtown on a Friday night drinking and you guys are still in the laboratory until yeah. 11 o'clock? And they said they don't have to work in Korea. They don't have to worry about their reputation. They're here to get their degree, and they're going home. And I thought, well, they're getting the same degree as you, and they're going home and getting a good job. Doesn't it make you guys want to either go study abroad or leave this system? Yeah, but maybe one day they'll be on the. I think the hope is that one day they'll be on the top, yeah. right? They'll be on the top, taking you know, taking pieces of other people's work. Or, I don't know that that the the whole situation sounds. But it was, it was a huge double standard that only a, only yeah. applied to the Korean students because yeah, the international students could care less, and they know they know it's crazy. They're not going to waste their time watching YouTube videos. Yeah, they're going to go downtown, go on a date with their girlfriend, go out to for the weekend somewhere. How can you work all day every day, man? That's insane. You can't. But that's the company culture here. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that how the yeah. country was built. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That uh, that blows uh, blows so, my mind, man. Overall, how will you rate your experience, your expectations coming here, and what it's been like, and overall studying? Like the for the as I if I compare my social life and my stu the studies over here, I would rate like six point five to seven on a scale of ten. Why? Because my professor has been really good, really good for me uh, because uh, he can relate his life to mine because he went to the USA and his daughter was born over there. So he always called me and said that I can realize what you have been going through, but the other <laughs> students don't. But tell uh, your wife to get back in here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he says that 
I, I do realize what you're going through, but the other students don't. They're always coming to me. They are always coming to me and they are complaining about this, that they're not in the lab. They have a baby. Sometimes I take my daughter to the lab. So they get disturbed. And if she mm -hmm. makes some noise and she's just playing around, they, they get disturbed by through it. And they oh, are gosh. complaining that to the professor. Yeah, so... But in, in Korea, they're always they're always comparing to everybody else, right? Yeah. They're never worried about themselves and taking care of what they can control. They're always worried about what the other guy's doing. Is he doing less than me, more than me? That's not fair. This isn't okay. It's not even. Yeah. That's life. It's not going to be. Do you get the job done? Yes or no? Yep. That, that's what's important, yeah, right? Do you get your work done? Important. And it might take you five hours. It might take me two, and it might take him half an hour. Yep. But we get the job done. And, and if you're effective or efficient... Well, that's good. If you're not, then that's too bad. But there's a reason why Korean has the lowest efficiency rate in the workplace in the world. Yeah. And and it's this Makes sense. this culture yeah. of hanging around until the boss leaves, then you can leave. If the boss only takes... At SK, they have two weeks vacation. Yeah. But if the boss only takes four days, you can only take four days. Yeah. Nice. That's right. It's all over the Korea, that, as Brian said earlier. But that's, on the surface, they have two weeks. Oh, that's a normal job. Yeah. It's a good job. But it's not. If your boss doesn't take any vacation, there's a good chance you don't get to either. Yep. Now, this is changing and it's changing quickly, which is good to see. But it's still very, very traditional in that way. Okay, let's talk about later about the drinking culture. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's a very serious problem for me. Over sure. There, yeah. You know, well, I don't drink at all. So. Just to, yeah, just to... Uh, for people who don't live, who, for people who don't live in uh, in Korea, if you work at a company, and I think it's the same if you're working in a lab, whoever you're working with, it's very common here that uh, when work finishes, it, it again it depends on the situation. I think it uh, it happened a lot more in the past. Um, for example, my father-in-law's generation, it would be what, three, four times a week that they would meet. Uh, their coworker that you know work finishes at six. Boom! They meet their coworkers. They're out. They're they're having uh, they're having dinner, a barbecue dinner, and drinking until until late in the night. Boom! Go home, pass out for a few hours, get up, and back to work, back to and, work. and and repeat the cycle. And that that was a, a few times a week. I mean, when I first came to Korea, I was a heavy drinker, and that, and it was I I embraced that culture, you know. As I as I grew older and I got more into uh, more into into kickboxing, I realized the toll that alcohol was taking on on my body, yeah. on my work. Once you have kids, and you, oh my, it's impossible. You you know, I limited my my drinking only to Saturday. Even then, oh my God, you wake up in the morning, you f I felt like garbage, you know. Um, and as of I think this year, I haven't uh, since 2019. I haven't drank. Uh, at all it's strange i mean if you've never drank and maybe there's no expectation for you to drink uh for me you know having having long years of, of drinking and, and some very hard drinking the the expectation is there hey let's go for a drink uh yeah. you know th these days I, I don't feel like drinking and i'm i think i'm very fortunate that i don't work in a company or um and i'm very fortunate that my my father-in-law or my family understands a decision i've made you know but what about what about you i think there's two two problems that you face one is no pork yeah which is 90 percent of, <laughs> yeah. uh, of the 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 eating out here yeah. and no alcohol how do you um just what, what was your yeah, what I'm was just your, gonna butt in for sorry, a second when i when i came and, and i mean you you only got here a year and a half two years ago right yeah one and when, a half year when when i came 
the company guys went out five days a week. Okay. It was almost every night. <laughs> yeah. And and it wasn't just, you know, they say, they used to go to the to four different stops. Wow. The dinner was just the warming the, up. The warm up. Yeah. I mean, and then it was a soju bong after that. And then it was a singing room. And then it was somewhere else. But I mean, they used to go till three, four in the morning. And I mean, some of them would power drink and they're out cold at nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah. But lots of them, I mean, every stage you would lose a few guys. Yep. But the strongest guys would be going till three, four in the morning. That's crazy. And they could go four or five nights a week. And it, it blew my mind. And they've had a, a change in culture and it's it has changed a lot. And some of the big companies have put in, you know, these these unwritten rules of uh, one stop, one kind of alcohol, and eight o'clock nine o'clock or something i know sk has something like that yeah you only go to one one place a restaurant or a hof or whatever and you only have one kind of alcohol not mixing uh, <laughs> whiskey and soju and beer right. because that's what it used to be yeah beer at dinner beer and soju and then soju hof and then whiskey at late at night and it, it got it was out of control but slowly i remember working for one of the companies and they ch- they changed their heshi culture and all of them started playing tennis Wow, so they'd, that's good. they'd go play yeah. tennis every Saturday, and after tennis, they would drink 50 bottles of makkali. Wow. <laughs> so it just, instead yeah. of doing the late, yeah. late night stuff, they were drunk on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. Oh, but man. so they would still, and you know, they go mountain climbing, and they go mountain bike riding, and playing tennis now, which is better for their health and whatever, but yeah. it doesn't mean they go out to drinking. They, they just do it in different ways now. Yeah. But it does. I, I think in, in Korean culture, the maybe the... The alcohol is like a social lubricant, and it allows people to. Hundred percent. It, it, it yeah. breaks down those, you know, those those very rigid barriers that that the it only the culture them down is set a little, up. But. but I remember, I remember, just you were saying you're drinking with the SK guys. I had uh, one of my old students' fathers. We were drinking. It was like a random Wednesday night class finished. Brian, let's have a couple drinks. And he he took out whiskey and beer, but it was about eleven thirty, and he goes, "Okay, I, I have to stop now." Why? Why suddenly stop? Like I've drank with him in the yeah. in, before, and he he would go two, three in the morning. Why do you gotta stop? I have I have surgery tomorrow. <laughs> oh man! Like, what, what do you mean? He goes. Yeah. Oh, I, I have to remove a, a, a tumor off someone's spine. I went. Oh, dude, that was at nine nine ten in the morning. That's why I laugh when I go to the hospital and they say, "Okay, here's your medicine. Don't drink." And I said. You tell it to all these guys yeah. that go drinking every night? Come yeah, on. Come on. So, no, he was doing the surgery. Yeah. But oh, I, he was but I, mean as, uh, I mean, as a patient, uh, though, like uh, how uh, many guys go to the doctors <laughs> and they say, don't drink? Is it? Is this a joke? Or you? I mean, in Canada, you would, you know, you'd say, oh, okay, that's serious. But here, I, I kind of chuckle because I know every guy still drinks. Yeah. So what about your experience? All right. So it's really very hard for me, actually. Whenever I'm going to a restaurant with my colleagues, I'm getting the farthest stable because I don't drink, I don't eat pork, and uh, for me, and I, I can't eat chicken as well because it's not halal. Uh, for uh, because I'm Muslim and there's some conditions for me for the meat mm. to be slaughtered, so that's why I can't eat any meat until unless it's halal, right? So halal is a term I can refer to proper killing. Yeah, just, uh, uh, just the proper killing or the proper slaughtering yeah. in which all the blood of the animal comes out of the body. Yeah. You just cut the throat and leave the animal for some seconds or a few minutes in which all of his blood 
comes out of its body mm. uh, by the natural pumping of the heart. All right, so this is you can just say halal, and you call the name of uh, Allah, mm. uh, and then th- this is what you say it's halal. So mm. um, when I was in Korea for the first few times, I just ate chicken. That was fine. And when my professor asked me to drink some alcohol or eat some pork, I just denied. And since then, I get the farthest table in the restaurant, and nobody cares to come out, come to me because um, <laughs> when they're enjoying their meal, they're drinking a lot. They drink a lot, seriously, and they're they're, they're enjoying their soju, beer, whiskey, height, whatever they drink. All right, so. They stay there for like two and three hours and I have to be there with them. Just look at their faces and enjoy what they're doing when they're drunk, right? So (laughs) whenever I go, I just ask, I clearly say now that I'm vegan, right? I don't eat meat because, you know, for me, it has to be halal, Mm. right? I just... uh, clearly say that I'm vegan and I don't be I, I, I don't bother like I don't take any whiskey beer no yeah. alcohol seriously like so uh, when they're cheering up like they're doing the glass cheers, yeah. cheers uh, I just pour, pour some of my Sprite or <laughs> Pepsi yeah, yeah, Coke yeah. just cheers with yeah. them that's it sure. yeah I had uh, I had similar experience I mean with uh, my father-in-law when when I was first married his I have to understand his situation as well. Um, he, my wife has, has told me he, he's always wanted to, you know, when she got married to have a good relationship with like his daughter's husband's father, which is impossible. My dad lives in Canada. Yeah. And if not, then have a, a close drinking relationship with the, with his son-in-law. But you know, if he, we'd go for dinner on Sunday night and it would be, hey, let's drink some whiskey. I said, ah, you know what? I wake up very early in the morning. I got to go for a run. I have to do my exercise. It's yeah. a, a very rigid schedule. Yep. Unless you're getting up at 5.30 to come yeah. run 10K with me, I'm not drinking. And at first, he, he you know, he was very shocked first that um, I think that even I, I can say no to him because I think in, in Korea usually the, the son-in-law is very yeah. kind of submissive to, yeah. the, to the father-in-law but it's uh, yeah it's not not an we easy were, we were easy out thing. eating eel for our birthday two three weeks ago and my father-in-law brought a water bottle full of <laughs> look, it looks like apple juice or something right <laughs> and I say what like usually that's some kind of insam or, or what's insam in English uh, ginseng ginseng some kind yeah. of ginseng power or juice or whatever or alcohol <laughs> and he told me that this was freshly made you know extremely rare alcohol and it was probably like twenty dollars a shot it's and it's he had the stuff bottle. that's killing everyone in the dominican right <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I i just said you know it's whatever it was like a monday night or something and he just he said just have a glass you know happy birthday and stuff but there's no then I can't drive and there's no there's not even a purpose to have this and I, it probably tastes god awful. So I didn't even want to try because if I try it then I have to finish it and then he's going to give me another one. Yeah. So I just told him no <laughs> and to my surprise usually he's you know he gives the ah, ugh, ah you're not yeah, fun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean in western terms he's a he would be an alcoholic. I think a lot of the older men here would be considered alcoholics. Yeah. And to my surprise it was so expensive that he poured it back in the bottle. And I, <laughs> I've never seen him do that. I mean, usually he would just gulp yeah. her down, but he yeah. had had enough and, and he was feeling pretty good already. But he poured it back in the bottle. Honey, get now, my funnel. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny one. When we went to Canada maybe five years ago and we came back and it was dad's 
60th birthday, which is a huge birthday yeah. in Korea. The one-year-old birthday and 60 because it's five five rotations of the Chinese calendar. Five yeah. cycles, yeah. Five cycles. And uh, so it was 60th, and that's a huge birthday. And we had, he's got four brothers, I think, and a sister. And everybody came, and there was probably 40 or 50 people at dinner. So we had brought a special bottle of whiskey from Canada, and it was about $250. Damn. And we sat down, everybody ate dinner, and they pounded their sojus and everything. And it was time for presents. And he got all kinds of different presents. And yeah. uh, we had given him this nice bottle of whiskey. And he he says, okay, let's have a drink. And I said, no, no, no. This isn't just for one shots. And like you drink this with some ice and, and enjoy it. Next to the fireplace while you're, <laughs> you're contemplating life. And yeah. So he opens it up and he pours like 10 shots for all the guys or 15 shots for all the guys. And I thought... You don't understand. This isn't fourteen percent soju. This is sixty percent whiskey. Wow. Yeah. And then so he pours it and okay, you know, gombe, cheers, everybody slugs him back. Okay, next round. I was like, no, 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 that's not what this <laughs> kind of alcohol's for. I'll buy you soju for a dollar if you want to do that. But that's not how they see it. That's not how they see it. And it's such a part of their I don't know if we can say it's a part of their fetish. It's 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 a very big part of their culture. And They've they and I don't think it's only here. My father used to do work in in the Ukraine, and I remember him telling us that they would slam a bottle of vodka on the table for breakfast at a meeting. And Jesus. that's the social lubricant. How are you going to negotiate? How are you uh, going to get stuff done? Yeah. Where's business done at home these days? Yeah. On the golf course. Oh, okay. On the golf course with a couple beers. It's <laughs> it's changed, man. It's not all boardroom boardroom action anymore. I mean, there's a lot of settings where i mean i think japan and china are very similar one one uh one uh thing i thought of while you were saying he wanted to open it right there and do it <laughs> i watched i watched a ted talk about the the one guy who survived have you ever seen the movie sully no. sully would like uh the plane the plane took off i think from new york yeah and something went wrong and he just cleared the just cleared the bridge and ended up crashing uh, in the hudson crashing the crash in the hudson river and the guy said like oh I really, I really thought, I really thought I was gonna die that day, blah blah blah. So you know, my life has changed now. And one thing he said, like uh, one of his new life mottos, is he doesn't save good bottles of wine. He said, if the time is right, I'm not saving this bottle of wine for my daughter's wedding. I'm not saving it for you know for this anniversary. Boom! I'm having a good time. Open the wine. Let's do it. And I think that's that's kind of. <laughs> I, the, I, I yeah, agree. Kind and of I've the, seen a couple of those ones online. They say, you know, why save this special suit only for a wedding? Yeah. Just wear it every day. <laughs> wear it every day when it wears out. Get another one instead of keeping it in the closet for six years and wearing it twice. Yeah, yeah. But what I learned from that is just next time buy the thirty dollar bottle because he doesn't know the difference. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's going to get the same effect. I thought we could sit around on on a, a few like times when I'm out there and enjoy a, a slow casual drink sometimes, but. It's not how it operates. So next time, I just get the $30 bottle, and he'll be just as appreciative. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. So what? Um, now you sit on the sit on the end of the table. Yeah. So is it mandatory that you go to... Like, do you have to go to these dinners? Are they no, optional? Sometimes I deny, but, you know, since it's for all the lab members, they just mingle in and socialize together. So I think it's important for me. Otherwise, I feel left out. How many people in your lab? Uh, like 14, 13 to 14 guys. Yeah. And that's what they're made to do, right? They're yeah. made to build that team chemistry. Yeah. And when, when you do these membership trainings and these things are to build team chemistry and to make you like a family. Yeah. And, and you're committed. 
I mean, a lot of guys I know are more committed to their companies than their families. Yeah. And they, they used to tell me, Nate, that's not good I can all. I can yeah. live my life without a wife, but I can't live without a job. Damn. And that's why my company is more important than my family. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was how they, they always explained it. I think it's good to be passionate about your work, but... I don't know. Maybe, but it's not. Uh, it's not passionate, I, like you said. It's, yeah. it's YouTube videos and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And That's and it. just as a as a segue, you said they're watching YouTube videos, but your Facebook time must be logging records in Ulsan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got the mo- most posts per minute and all the all the foreigners in uh, in Ulsan here. Posts per minute. Hold on. He's he's also <laughs> yeah. He's also holding down two profiles, uh, East Marshall. So <laughs> I wonder. So I wonder what what you're busy doing. All right. So for the first question, uh, like. I have been very addicted to this to Facebook. I was logging logged in on the Facebook 24/7 and <laughs> checking each notification, each message, looking up for some substitute jobs, you know. Uh, so I was really very addicted and this has costed me a lot of time of my personal time, my mm. family time and uh, the effective time that I should have been spent in my laboratory working and researching <laughs> around for some Noble materials. What if the professor had paid you his yeah, your, your so living wage? He, maybe he was angry. You know, I didn't tell him that. Actually, he's not in on my in my Facebook profile, so he don't know that I'm online twenty four seven. But now I have deactivated one of my profile because uh, you know uh, I've seriously started. I need to start to work for my career mm. and academics. <laughs> so I deactivated one of my profile and just keeping the messenger active on my cell phone and <coughs> other profile. And my other profile is Marshall. Mm. It's it's like only on the my desktop, not yeah. on my cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and its messenger is still on and as far as it's concerned with my second name, East Marshall. Actually, it's very interesting and funny story. Back in August 2018, yeah. I applied for a job, a substitute job actually in Ulsan, and the lady was Australian. She was looking for a substitute um, in one of the private hag ones, right? So I just messaged her that I can I take this opportunity, and she was uh, quite resistant. Like uh, she said, "Okay, where did you get your education from?" And not Pakistan. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and and she was curious, you know. What's my nationality, my visa status, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. She never so, asked for a picture? No, actually, she saw my profile picture. Usually, it's picture. mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> she, she saw my profile picture, so that makes sense, right? So, she didn't respond to me, and I didn't bother to ask her because, you know, because of my, some moral values, I didn't, you know, budge her. So, uh, one day, it was like two or three weeks passed on the, from this, uh, our conversation. I was... Uh, one of with my cousins, I went to the freshwater spring and I was filling up my water bottle and enjoyed some tracking over there. So that lady came by and asked me, uh, "Are you are you up, up to for like okay screw it?" I just she just asked me, "And uh, there's a fresh vegetable market up there. If you want or if you're really interested, you can pay a visit." I just said, "Okay, thank you. That's very nice of you." Mm. Right, so um, she just listened my accent over there, and she was surprised that I I, I have a quite good accent. I don't say that it's very quite good, but I say it's um, neutral accent. Mm. It's some of American words, some Australian, some Canadian words, you know. So it's I say it's a mixed up or messed up or a neutral mm. accent. So she she was quite like uh, she didn't know I have recognized her, but I did, mm. and then. 
After one or two days, she messaged me again. Hey, are you still up for that job? <laughs> job yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was quite surprised. I was quite surprised to know this. So, and she asked me to come over and meet the director. And I went for an interview. The guy, actually, she was looking that job for her boyfriend. And I went over there. That his boyfriend, her boyfriend interviewed me and asked me, all right, so where did you get your education from, your visa status, etc., etc.? And then I had a meeting with the director and she asked me, okay, so your name is Uvedula and you're from, and she's from, and you're from Pakistan, right? So that, that would be a trouble for me. So can you come up with a new name? <laughs> I'm, Mike, su- I'm Mike Smith from America. Yeah. So th- that was like a surprise <laughs> for me. Like I was astonished. Uh, so I couldn't think of any other word. I just said East. She said, oh, that's great. (laughs) I live in the East. (laughs) East, it's it's a great name. I said, okay. And the Marshall, the second second name, it's come from my nickname that I used to uh, play with the online games, you know. When I was in Bachelor's, I used to play a lot of online games and uh, used to visit the PC Cafe. And I used to keep my name as Marshall. And I used to play first-person shooting games. That's why it... It has some link with, you know, the meaning of Marshall. It's like the highest rank in the military. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I used to keep it as my nickname. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So I just combined these two. East Marshall. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. It's <laughs> worked. Name. It's yeah, worked wonders yeah, for you. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not that uncommon. Uh, even I still do a little bit of a work at the kindergarten there at my where my daughter goes to school. And there's always a rotating door of university students coming through. And I used to teach them at the university, and now lots of them have graduated. And I know their, their, their names from their countries, some from Africa, some from other countries in Asia, uh, Central Asia. And I know their long, proper names. And they come there and they say, my name's the teachers say, hey, do you know John Teacher? <laughs> and I said, who's John? They yeah. said, that guy. And I said, John, that's... That's they said, hey John. <laughs> Why didn't you become John? <laughs> and they said, ah, they asked me to just make a better name for the parents. Yeah. Because the parents won't like to hear uh, yeah. this a lot name. of a lot of the times yeah. it's yeah. um it's not it's the the fear of the parents for some reason if they think like oh if, you know, for two days, well, if if there's a Pakistani man that that substitute teaches for the regular American yeah. or, or the, the 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 accepted accents over here. Maybe my child's English language is going to be, you know, pushed right off the yeah. <laughs> right off the rails, which is which is crazy to think. Or, about. or, or they'll say, "I want a discount because it's not it's not the thing I'm paying for." Yeah. The, the the funny thing is, I think too, sometimes some of the other teachers are better than the ones who are there. Absolutely, yeah. but but the parents have no idea. They just go by the name, the nationality, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. But funny thing, I had to find uh, for the same kindergarten. I had to find uh, a replacement teacher before, and when the the girl applied. It was uh, an Indian name, and I I had to ask like I'm sorry to ask, but what's your visa? Where are you from? I know the the director; they're they're not going to be happy with this, you know. 
and to my astonishment, um, I was born and raised in Canada and, you know, really, really Ooh, close wow. to where I'm from. And I was like, oh, no, uh, you know, I jumped even even me. I jumped to the I jumped to the conclusion. Yeah, we, I'm we've been here I'm so long. It's and, and we have to. We find teachers for different schools all the time yeah. to fill in. And, and it's just standard. Protocol. It wasn't. It, I, I don't think it was racism on my part, but I did. Again, you do have those. You feel bad, but those people also understand yeah. that this is the Korean mentality. This is how they are. Yep. But that's why I love that the Ghanaian students, you know, they, they broke down some serious barriers here, man. And and now they get they still get turned down a lot, but they do get a lot of jobs that they would never get four or five years ago here. Mm. And I, I think that's great that all you guys can can come and show them that you guys can do just as good because I know a lot of the Ghanaians, they grew up in English schools. Yeah. The right. the Indians, most of them are in English schools. The Filipinos, they speak English all the time. Yeah. And for oh. me, a lot of them are easier to understand than the Irish or the Scottish and some of the South Africans. So to me, to me, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, can you do the job or not? That that's yeah. the main. Yeah. Well, the main it, listen, how yeah. if you're substituting for three or four days or a week yeah. or a month, uh, yeah. how much impact are you really having? But, on but the that's kids? not yeah. the point. The point is the parents say, "I'm paying for package A, and you're giving me package A minus." Mm. Yeah. That's not what I pay. They don't know the level or the quality of the teacher. Yeah. And hey, let's be honest. For a long time, the pretty white Western girl or boy is all they wanted, and now it's starting to slowly diversify. And they're being more accepting. They're traveling more. They're getting more diverse. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I must add here that the skin color really matters. Oh, big time. Yeah, if I like, I have brown skin, so they are always looking for someone that have white skin. So I'll I'll share one story that I went to a private hagman for. I an think Nate's darker. Mine brown yeah, than yours. Nate's <laughs> <laughs> darker than you. Man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so so she she just she recognized me that she. I told her that I'm East Marshall and I'm from Australia, right? I just make up. I, I make up stuff, right? Tell so, her Chuck Norris is a young kid, man. You got that bulletproof beard on you. Uh, yeah. Right? And that, so, that's what you do, right? Because they don't actually know. Yep. They're not going to get a resume when you're going for two days. Yeah. They don't really care. They just have to tell somebody. When a parent asks, they say, yeah, he's from Australia. Yeah. And they know that our cultures are, or our countries are diverse and multicultural. So nobody's going to ask. Yeah. So she asked me that, you don't look like Australian. I said, seriously? Okay, so she said, you look like Indian. I said, Say you yeah. look like Japanese. Yeah, yeah, right. So she asked me, you you look like Indian. I said, uh, yeah, I look like Indian. So I'm from Pakistan and India. That was one region before, right? So you can call me Indian. And uh, she asked me for my ARC. I was quite surprised and resistant to share my ARC with her yeah. because because of my visa status. You know, it's D2. And when I gave her my ARC, she was like, okay, you're D2. It's, I think it's fine. I said, okay. Because we've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> so she didn't know that I, I was a student and I asked her, okay, seriously, so you're going to report me to the immigration office now? Uh, she was like, no, don't worry about that. I'm just keeping it for my safe record. Mm. That's it. And so I spent my four days in that private agency. And and she was really happy to have me. Over Absolutely, there. yeah. yeah. In the old in the old days, they could do that, and then they could say, "Oh, we're only paying you for two days." Yeah. And if you want a problem, then we are going to go to immigration. Yeah. Our next hold on, our they, our next guest uh, that's coming in later today had that exact problem. They use it right. to stiff arm you. Yeah. Ah. Absolutely, and, and they 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 can control you however they want. As soon as you give that up, before yeah. it used to be your yeah. passport. Yeah. I mean, even when we when we had come, they asked for your passport and your degree. 
Yeah. And they keep it until you fulfill your contract. Dang. Now, I can yeah. understand that because some guys pull some midnight runners and leave them hanging and then they're, you know, they lose business. But how man, about how about you just create a good work environment? I think that's the what they're missing here. You create a nice work environment, people don't want to run yeah. away. Well, and that's all do- the stories in China right now is that don't go there to teach because it's it's a huge, huge percentage of teachers that are getting hooped Get over there yep. on, on you know dodgy directors trying to make an extra buck and cutting you loose early. And yeah. So I, I can get both sides. I understand both sides. Do your due diligence, do your research, and you you know if you do get hooped, learn from it. Make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah. how... I think you're doing more work than I am now. Uh, no, How do you have time when you're in the laboratory all day? Okay, so I have to manage. My wife, she was working with me. <laughs> she was working with me in the lab previously, but now she's uh, just taking her coursework, no research. Okay. Okay, okay. Right, so she's managing everything, and I give all of my credit to her. She's managing the baby, her studies, and the home. All right, so I'm just enjoying my time in the lab and doing my research work. That's it. This is how I manage. Mm. Yeah. So. And any free time you have is, is on teaching the, on the or? weekends. Yeah, I, I on my free time or I have to manage my lab time. So I manage my lab time and do some of the substitute jobs mm. available in Ulsan. Like you can say, like once in a month or twice in a month. Like that's it. When yeah. your professor goes to Seoul. No. <laughs> Actually, I just uh, just. You can say it. <laughs> I don't have words for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I know. Uh, I know an old old professor at Ulsande. I, you know, I have to break him up that I'm going to somewhere. Okay, I have this emergency and I have this thing. I have this thing. So just I have to well, break yeah, him up. A few a few years ago, there was um, there was a uh, holidays that you know it landed on a Thursday. Friday would be sandwich day. Yeah. You know, and then Saturday, Sunday yep. off, and. It it was kind of an unwritten rule that professors shouldn't travel outside of shouldn't travel outside of um, outside of the country. So this professor didn't tell the head of his department that he's leaving, and he was on uh, you know it was early in the morning. He was catching a bus to to Kimei Airport to fly to Japan. Okay. He's at the bus stop. He looks over. <laughs> the head of his department there. Yeah. He goes, "Oh shit! Yeah. Oh my god! What am I gonna do?" Yeah. And he looked. He said, "They kind of give each other the nod." Yeah. Airport bus pulls up. They look at each other. They both get on. <laughs> they both, he said it was the most the most awkward ride. They went there. They end up taking the same plane to Japan. Man. Oh, <laughs> the same plane to Japan, and didn't you know? After when they came back, yeah. never spoke a word. Oh, wow. Never spoke a word about it. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. funny. A real double standard, yeah. isn't it? We, we've talked a little bit about it, or you touched on it a little bit about it. I, I'm curious if you can give us more of an idea of what it's like being Muslim in Korea. Um, when I was at UNIST, of the 250 or 300 international kids, probably over 200 of them were, were Muslim kids. Yeah. Um, and I used, to, I used to just really love that the Koreans are getting exposed to different cultures, different people, because... What they see on TV, what they see on the news is not anything like the Central Asian Muslim students who come. They're very outgoing, very, I mean, some of them drink, some of them don't, some of them pray, some of them don't, uh, just like the different variations of Christians yeah. and, and commitments to the faith. Not the, but, C- not the CNN Muslim? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you could give us a little uh, perspective on that and, you know, what is it like doing... Ramadan here as opposed to in Pakistan and what is the Pakistani community like here is there a lot of support um, tell us a little bit about being Muslim and Pakistani in Korea 
All right. Percent. So the greatest thing in in Korea is that you have religious freedom. So it it really makes an impact for us, and we can freely just practice our uh, religion. Okay. And the, as far it's concerned, Ramadan, we had a great good time in for like the the, the Ramadan just had passed for like a month ago. So we had we had no problem. Just just there was some some of the you can say. Uh, a little trouble from the work because in Pakistan when we we have Ramadan we get some of uh, you can say a free hand from our work okay so usually usually we have to work from nine to six but in Ramadan the office time uh, cuts out to from nine to four or sometimes nine to three or nine to one mm. okay so they give you some leverage yeah right but in Korea so there's no such thing and they don't uh, like. They want they don't they don't want us to work like this. You know, it's very fast-paced working environment and a lot of stress you have from your professor and your work environment. So they just want you. They don't care about it that you have Ramadan or stuff like that. So they. So how do you how do you deal with it? I just I just push myself to the maximum limits. That's it. And then after a few days, I had very very serious health problem. I visited the hospital in emergency at eleven. At night, and I had some few of the IVs in me, and then I, <laughs> I had diarrhea. I had a high fever that wasn't going off, right? So it, it was it lasted for one week. So that's how I pushed myself to the maximum limits. That's it. No, Ramadan, you can't eat while the while the sun's up. Yeah. So that was one month ago, and we that's yeah. Uh, so maybe not so bad. I, 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 I learned something new this time because I have I have a big group of Muslim students out at the college, and uh, it's different. In in each country, and it depends on the on the imam or the leader of the yeah. The that's Muslim right. So their country their Korea is very different. It wasn't sun up and sun down, right? No, it's the same. Uh, actually, it's uh, the same, almost the same, because it depends upon uh, the two. What can I say? Actually, it's the two. I'll say it in Arabic. It's the, we have to pray five times a day. You understand that? Yeah, yeah. salat. Okay. Yeah, salat. Oh, that's right. Salat. Yeah, that's that. Great nine religion. Yeah, salat. So we have five salat a day. Okay, from Fajr, Fajr, Zohar, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. Yeah. Okay. So we have to fast from Fajr till Maghrib. Mm. Okay, and Fajr starts before the sunrise. Yeah. And Maghrib. Uh, after sunset. Yep. Okay. After sunset. So this is the time span in which we have to fast. Okay. Right. So it usually depends upon the sun or the timing of the salah. No. Oh, okay. 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 So that's it. Um. Now, I mean, uh, I just came back from Canada last uh, Friday. It's supposed to be Thursday, yeah. but whatever. The um <clears throat> came back last Friday, and I was thinking. The sun rises, man, in the in the summertime. The sun's up at five. I was up at five thirty. Sun was up, and it doesn't go. It doesn't get dark until nine thirty. Yeah, nine thirty at night. Korea is a little more. Um, the the days or the the amount of uh, sunlight is a, is a little shorter. How long were you fasting during the day? What I'm trying to say in a roundabout way. Uh, I didn't was count. It, it twelve. Was like- 12 hours. or 13 or 14 hours 12 13 yeah. 14 hours the it, problem is that you're fasting when everyone else is is eating yep it's mm. uh when everyone else is having breakfast and, and lunch everyone else is having breakfast and lunch and you got to sit there and watch or yeah. or go somewhere so you don't yeah. watch so you don't yeah. think of it yeah the uzbekistan students and he i i asked him and he said he would eat it because when i was in Af- i w- was in part of north or sub-saharan africa there and they were sun up and sundown 
And at sundown, there'd be a huge, I forget what it's called, the break the fast meal. Um, but they would all get up at like break, five, five in the morning and eat lots yeah. before the sun came up. But he told me in Korea, he had to eat at like 3.37 in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Because but the sun comes up at like 5.15. So I didn't understand why he had to wake up so in the middle of the night to eat when he could yeah, have woke up at yeah. 4.45. And yeah. So as I said earlier, it's dependent upon the salat, not on exactly on the sun, right? Right. So, and you can't eat a lot, loads of food, you know, at one time. So you have right. to manage and split it up. Yeah. Like from uh, Maghrib till Fajr. Okay, yeah. so you have to eat little by little and drink water little by little. So that's how it works. If you eat a lot of stuff in one go, you might puke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this this is how it works. And if so, you don't eat any, you end up in the emergency room yeah, with uh, the, IVs. Yeah, <laughs> just like me, right? Oh, so that's brutal. Yeah. Um, is there a is there a a group or brotherhood or something that you can you can join a Pakistani community and break the fast every night? Or no, I know the. The kids at the universities, at Unist and at the college, they would get together and they would have their nightly meal together and, and enjoy, you know, some friendship and, and a, a big, good meal together. Yeah, luckily we have one near our university. It's uh, it, There's a mosque, right? Yeah, we call it Ulsan Muslim Association or Ulsan mm-hmm. Muslim Center. Mm-hmm. We can't call it mosque or, and we can't make uh, azan as it's, it's done in one of the... Muslim countries, right? You call five times a day, mm. okay, and you make a public, uh, you can say a public announcement, stuff like that, yeah. right? So, anyways, uh, let's come back to the point. Uh, we have such facility, and all of the Muslims from the Ulsan University and even from the Ulsan, they come at the fasting, and the, when we break the fast, and they join us on the feast, right? So, it happens uh, at Maghrib time, after Maghrib prayer, mm. We eat some dates and then have some water and enjoy our dinner. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. Very nice. How big is that community in Ulsan? For as I know, for Ulsan University, there are like 110 students. Ulsan, mm. yeah, in Ulsan University, all the Muslim students, 110. And there are some other students and other Muslims living around Ulsan. It makes up like more than 500 no way yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. cool 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 um <clears throat> outside of uh outside of school and i think how we were originally introduced i read from your original facebook profile that's been put on hiatus like yeah. you said uh, the um you were looking f- uh, to get involved in in the community and, and help out and that's i think the first time we met i can't remember if nate was there but yeah we um <clears throat> we met at a coffee shop about a year and a half two years ago now yeah um, why don't you tell us about back in your home country? I believe you were involved in some community community service or or, or giving back to your community. Yeah, you so shed some light on that? before marriage, I was very social. You know, <laughs> after marriage, it's it has totally changed. Your wife put the handcuffs on you. Yeah, I actually you make it sound like you're forty. You're only twenty five. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Holy man! Okay, that's I, what I, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm a lot I older than one, you. one quite funny story. Okay, it was my first semester and my first class in one of the, the with one of the K professors. Okay, and he was asking, okay, where are you from? What's your name? Stuff like that. And he asked me, okay, you must be 45. Yeah, like 45. Uh, yeah, 45 years old. Jeez. I was like, seriously, man? 
I'm just only 25 at that time, yeah. okay? So he said... In okay, Korea, they guess your age based on your facial hair. Yeah. So yeah. I think Brian's 15. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 30 and you're 70. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said, no way, man. So I'm just 25. And this is all because I have a beard on my face. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And what was the reason question? The, your community involvement back in, uh, back in Pakistan. Yeah. Because so when, you, when you came here, you hit the ground running. You, you were looking to get involved and, and seeing how you can help. Yeah. So as I stated that, I was really involved in a lot of NGOs working in Lahore, Pakistan, and mm. some of the international organizations over there. So I was, in, I was a vice president communications in ISIC in Lahore. Do you mm. know about ISIC? American no. some society of the student association. Yeah, yeah, the American Student Association. Yeah. It, it was affiliated with one of the prestigious university in Lahore. Uh, it's like Lums. I think I got my first Isaac card in grade three. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous now. <laughs> because it used to give you discounts at the at the movies and the mall, yeah. and you used to I've be able to show that. A, what's an Isaac card? International student something something something, something yeah, card. Yeah. That you could show it they and even, get discounts. They even offer you some summer exchange program for free. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's probably evolved a ton now, but when I was there, it was just like kind of having a cool ID card that you could show because you didn't really have anything other than your high school. Yeah. 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 So with that, and do you know about Rotary Club? Rotary. Yeah. yeah. Rotary. Actually, Rotary is uh, for the pers- person that are older than I think 22 or 23 years old. So. Yeah. Before that, I, when I was younger, I joined a Rotary club. It's for youth, uh, ranging between uh, 17 to 20 or 21 or 22. I can't remember right now what's the real age, age group. Yeah. yeah, age group for that. But I was involved in that, and I was the secretary uh, to the president. And I have done loads of stuff, and there was some uh, green engineering societies mm. and like uh, Pakistan Sustainability Network. Mm. They used, they were just involved in making the Pakistan more green and educate about the people why it, why it's worthy to maintain your country. Mm. You know, because a lot of global warming going on in Indo Park. Mm. So that's why you know stuff like that. I just saw on the news yesterday that. They- they were deeming the northern parts of India, or the, or the the certain part, or the central part close to Delhi, anyways, unlivable. It's so hot, and that in ten years, pe- people might not be able to live there. Yeah, and I mean they're just speculating, but that's the temperatures are getting so extreme that, and India was just featured the last couple of days. I saw a couple of articles on it. So, what's your uh, just get back to the community service? What's your what was your initial motivation to 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 get involved in community and and want to help? I think a lot of people are very complacent, oh. like to like to spend time to to have fun or or leisure time. Why why do you spend? Why did you spend your your time to to help others or develop your community? Yeah, the, there were just two motives <laughs> behind this one. Mm. So the first one is I wanted to socialize, right? And because we we all are social animals and we can't live without socializing. So that was my first main motive. And the second one is uh, that. Um, the community has given me a lot. What I am now is because of my community. So that's why I wanted to return back to my community. That's wow. it. I have, I'm always working, like I'm always finding to do some work and for the, just for the good of the community. If there's one good fish in the pool, maybe the other fishes get inspired and they get on the same track. So yeah. that's my motivation. Is, is that a common mentality in Pakistan? No, not very common. They don't bother really. Well, you know, Be- yeah. Regardless, I mean, you're you're doing something good. Ideally, that sparks 
two two more people they can they can see you and look up to you and um and and go from there yeah what i would say you're you're almost a role model in your community for young uh pakistani kids who do they look up to who do they idolize is it are they musicians are they actors and actresses are they cricket are, players are they, are they cricket players ceo ceos of companies yeah for now the, the, the actually the media has uh, really ruined our youth so everyone loves the, the kardashians yeah, too yeah so the, 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 <laughs> they're they run away from the academics you know yeah. they want to they want to be singers they want to do, want to be cricket players and they are not inspired by ceos mm. you know so everyone wants to be in the showbiz Mm. They wants to be on the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. even they because the, that they think that's the easy way, right? Yeah, they think you just it just happens. Yeah. So many of the Pakistani <laughs> the, the, the youth, what they're going going on the side is they just make a YouTube channel and just make some videos, doing some pranks and <laughs> even on their parents. Okay, even <laughs> on their teachers. So they're just doing some pranks and making some you know funny videos stuff like that that will make a mashup of songs that's mm. it so they're not really very into getting into into the academics some of uh, the students which are really worried about the career they do care about the academics mm. yeah so but, but but i must mention over here that uh, a lot of we have a lot of uh, potential youth in our country and a very, really very good scientist because we are the only muslim country that we have atomic bomb you know so our scientists um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, you know they, uh, they he really worked very hard to make one we have a very potential youth but you know unfortunately the media has uh, detracted all of the youth i think it's happening same all over the world absolutely so yeah. what so a couple things going forward one i'm curious about all this social media and how it plays into the caste system and if it has any effect on or or what how strong the caste system still is in Pakistan and it can you become famous from being you know slumdog millionaire can you be that poor boy who gets internet access and becomes a youtube superhero and i believe the per capita gdp is what under $2000 yeah, no, no, below that yeah, below 2000 1, about 1500 yeah. maybe yeah. so what what a are year? the what are these a year, a year? Yeah. no yeah. no not a year a month yeah a month the the, the even below i think when i read it it was yeah. per year because there's almost 300 million people isn't there yeah and that's more than i that. mean there's the, enough people that make a lot of money but 294 million but i read the majority make almost nothing the main industries are what i'm sorry the main industries two manufacturing no refinery sports goods and there's one fertilizer Really? Yeah. It must be garments. No, not lots of clothes. No, actually, India is leading in that one. We don't make a really very good. So fertilizer and sports. Sports, goods? sports goods, because all of the Adidas balls, footballs, they are right. made in Pakistan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're all of the official FIFA balls mm-hmm. from Nike and Adidas, they are made yeah. in Pakistan. So awesome. if you see, uh, if you find a really good football in Costco, if you flip over and find where where it's made, Pakistan, yeah, China. it's made in Pakistan. <laughs> but, that, but that doesn't sustain yeah. three hundred million people yeah that's right i mean so, that, that's all machines now right yeah, so so uh, the thing is um uh, since the new government came into you know all right so uh, when the new government came they applied a lot of taxes on everything so the textile industry is really going very what can i say it's going down 
decrease. Right. Yeah, and it's declined now. So the main industry now is fertilizer, you can say, petroleum refinery and yep. some sports goods and even some dried nuts like cashew nuts and we have almonds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Cool. And and how about, sorry, back to the, I know I did a couple of things at once there, but the caste system, is it still... Yeah, it still prevails. Is it prevails. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it still prevails in How Pakistan. How much does it play into your daily life? Or all right, so the, the, there are a few things to discuss over here. The first thing, if you, if like my family name is Qureshi, and if I go to a company, it has some repute. So, and the CEO, CEO over there is from the same family. He will give a preference to me, right? And based if, on your name. Yeah, no, not on my name. But yeah, just the family name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah just the family name. And Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So, and for the marriages, only there are few some caste system that only marriage their son or daughter like just hook up their son or daughter within the same caste. Like we have, uh, I don't want to know name over here, but they, we have some caste that only wants their son or daughter to be in the same caste or married to be married in the same caste. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. They want to stay in the same. Yeah. I mean, we have that unofficially, the upper class, middle class, lower class. It's not a caste system and people do go up and down. But there definitely are people who, I mean, the Hollywood stars, for example, they don't go and marry, you know, someone in a lower class. Yeah. They marry yeah. someone in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have that kind of unofficially, I guess. But so does YouTube and all this social media, does it, a, how does it play a role in the caste system? Does it give lots of chances to the the lower castes to, you know, become rich and famous? Or no, I think not because uh, I have studied in a private school, so the uh, my studying language was in English, uh, but the, all of the students over there they are accessed only to Urdu, our basic language, okay, yeah. our official language, native, native language, yeah, our native language. So. Uh, they don't even know how they can use a laptop or a mobile phone, so that's why they're. I think it's it's not pretty easy for them to use or utilize YouTube or social media. Uh, okay. Even though they are, uh, they have some accounts on the YouTube or social media, but you know they they're just messing around without yeah. without decent content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to work their way. <clears throat> yeah. So I just I just checked because I wanted to confirm. This uh, this has the, the I mean, and I don't believe everything on the internet, so I'll just ask you. But this says that the average or the median salary is 91,000 PKR, but Pakistani rupees, right? No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Totally wrong. Because uh, <laughs> labor working in Pakistan, he gets around like 8,000 Korean won one day. One day, not one hour. Uh -huh. It's one day. day. So you can hire a labor and ask him to do anything for one whole day. And it starts from 9 a.m. in the morning and it's ends on 6 p.m. Right. Okay. So you can hire a labor f just for only 8,000 Korean won. And as you compare... So, that, so that's right then. About 100 and, 150 to $200 a month. Yeah. And and less than $2,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. As, so, as, a, as a per capita GDP. I mean, that is... That's peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. When so, you're... When you can get... Together, you guys can get... Or whatever. If you got your $600 a month... Yeah. Just to study. I mean, that's... That's pretty good. Yeah, but but 
if I compare it with my job in Pakistan, I was right. earning like 700 US dollars a month. Yeah, a month. That's right. a professional job. I, I not talking about the labor. Right. Okay. If but you so have so 600 dollars to study is a pretty good yeah, stipend if yeah, you're getting your education right. too, right. right? Yeah. If we compare both of these, so for nothing, like you, you can say I'm getting paid for 600 US dollars. Almost your salary at home. Yeah. Your company salary right. at home to study. Yeah. So at cost of living stuff. Oh sure. man, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's really very really high. Mm. For sure. Uh, you can buy a chicken just for like 1,000 <laughs> Korean won in Pakistan. But over here, I have to buy for 6,000 Korean won. Yeah. Because, you know, I have wheat, halal meat, so it costs usually more than mm. you yield. Yeah. And it's 6,000 Korean won. And everything is very expensive. Mm. And the living cost uh, in here is very high. Uh, if I compare in the back in Pakistan, so we can get a fully furnished two-floor apartment I mean, two floor, there, there are no apartments. They are very limited apartments. They are mainly big houses or yeah. cribs, right? So you can get a... Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we say, uh, we say uh, like, bangla, okay? In, in Urdu or, you know, yeah. yeah, Indian word. Okay, so we have big houses and you can get two floor apartment just for, just for what I'm paying now. I pay 300,000 per month. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the cost of living is, and the room I have in Korea is just like, okay, for one family. I have one daughter and my wife. It's just mm. okay. It has a small kitchen. And but didn't your, I saw you, your wife at the park one day and she had a couple of cousins and sisters and kids and were they all staying yeah. at your house? All right. So that was my previous um, uh, place. I, I, I just moved out some other place, right? Mm. So we rented another room for that. Uh, yeah, and we paid like uh, six hundred thousand. Mm, yeah, because we we cannot accommodate all of the, uh, the sister-in-law and her kids in but one she had room. Two two boys there. Yeah. yeah. So once you graduate, going home, what are you looking forward to? What are you trying to get into, or and, and your wife as well? Or are you guys looking to go abroad, or to do your PhD still? Or knowing the kind of salaries available that in in these other countries, would it be tempting to stay or to go abroad again, or? We have a couple of plans in our mind, but we didn't finalize it yet. But a few of them are like, uh, I can still get my job back in Pakistan because my boss asked nice. me, uh, you can come over and join me anytime you want. And my wife also, she, she worked for Nestle and uh, her manager said that you can come in and join anytime you want. Right. Mm. And she had a word through email a few uh, days back and he said, okay, if you want to join, just send me your CV and I'll yeah. make a way for you. And the other plan is uh, we might go to UAE, make some money because one of my friend, we graduated both together, right? And he's earning like 4,000 US dollars per month. Mm. He's just a bachelor's in chemical engineering. I'm a, I'm a bachelor in chemical engineering, but I'm studying master's in environmental engineering in uh, Ulsan University. Yeah. Okay, so he's, he's making like 4,000 US dollars per month without any tax. Right, that this is very oh, yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. All of the money he gets in his pocket, no tax yeah, yeah. at all. He has a civic reborn over there, not a, a new model, but still he's enjoying. And the prices of petrol or you say gasoline, it's very cheap. It's cheap than the water you drink. Yeah, you can just suck it out of the ground. Yeah, so he's enjoying, <laughs> he's, he's having a good time. And most of the um, uh, citizens in UE, or you can say just people living around or expats, uh, they are Indians and um, mostly from Pakistan because geographically it's very close to Pakistan mm. and it just takes like one and a half um, hour to fly from Karachi. The Karachi is the southernmost 
city of Ferguson. Mm. And it takes like one and a half uh, hour to fly to UAE. UAE yeah. yeah, that's right. So that's called winning at life. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. so uh, usually all of the Pakistanis and Indians, they go to UAE, make loads of money, come back, start their own business. So that's yeah. what we have think for now to make a restaurant because you know my wife she's really very really good cook and we want <laughs> dude listen hey just <laughs> we, we're, we're every, laughing we're, every single Korean loves her food chemical I engineers love, at work yeah so she make, you know makes mix it up all the spices in right amount and voila you have well listen you for those of you guys just listening we, we had a good laugh because uh, you and your wife won the, the cooking contest yeah, at the yeah. global festival. at the, at the global yeah. festival yeah. that was uh i can't remember what you guys made uh we made butter chicken butter curry. chicken butter chicken, and, yeah. butter chicken curry duck yeah. Yeah. rice cake butter chicken curry yeah oh good lord it was delicious eh? yeah and so because we indians and pakistanis um, uh, eat a lot of spices so we had to reduce the amount of spices we added in in our curry yeah we have to make it more like what we can blend say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, 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 it, watered it, down. It doesn't taste good to us, but for Koreans, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, a charm. I, I'm curious. <laughs> you say we Indians and and Pakistanis. Do do you see it as as one? Like, I know sometimes we're hesitant. You know, North Americans, Americans. We get called American all the time. It just kind of rolls off now. But we're not too fond of it. We're proud to be Canadian, as I'm sure you're proud to be Pakistani. Um, there's been lots of tension over the years. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, when, when cricket's on, I mean, holy man, look out, it's wild. But do you see yourselves as one and are you, does that bother you at all? If someone calls you Indian or, or if they say butter chicken curry, isn't that Indian? And you say, oh, <laughs> that's kind of Indian Pakistani. We're the same yeah, or. Yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, people are more, f- more familiar with India, not Pakistan. So usually they call me Indian, oh. right? Mm. Uh, everyone is calling me Indian <laughs> and uh, one day I was sitting in my uh, university and enjoying some good music and a little boy a little champ came by and asked me you're from America I said no I'm from Pakistan he said is that a country <laughs> I said yeah so he just popped up popped up his cell phone and just googled it away and searched where is Pakistan so you know very less people know about Pakistan so I just stayed you know, like just quote about India Right. right. So more of the persons or people know about India. But in reality, we don't like each other. In the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we are separated by border. We are not. If separated. somebody said, where's Canada? I'd say, do you know America? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's where I'm from, that area of the world. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that, that's right. So we, we, we are just separated by the border, but we have same traditions, trends, customs, norms. You know, we have the same food. We have almost the same language, but different alphabets. And mm-hmm. we have same culture, same marriage culture, same... Everything is similar. Just but you don't have Bollywood. Yeah, we have Lollywood. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard about that? Lo- nope. Lollywood? Lollywood. We only hear about India. No. Yeah, so, you know... <laughs> what's, a, what's a Lollywood? Lahore? Uh, is that in Lahore? Yeah, no... I, I have no clear idea about it. Is it in Lahore or not? But <laughs> you know, yeah, it's. But but we know you know we are making quite good movies now. But previously it was very funny. Just you can say, I don't I I don't have any comparison for that. They're just like Jackie Chan movies, all of the <laughs> funny stuff going on. 
previously we are making that movies but now we are really uh, you can say starting competing com- up yeah competing yeah. up with bollywood starting to compete nice ah, cool. yeah the uh just another geographical question you guys are on the border with afghanistan and iran yeah i mean there's a lot of misconceptions i i was up in lahore when i was in india i spent six months in india and i had crossed the border at amritsar Okay. They have the border yep. ceremony there. Yeah. Not far from Lahore. Yeah. Um, and I, I was only there for a few hours. But um, you guys also border Iran and Afghanistan. How do you feel growing up in the region? I don't know if you get any of the concerns of your family here, but we always did. Kim Jong-un's crazy. They're going to bomb. It's dangerous. Come home. I mean, you live in Pakistan your whole life. Do you ever feel the dangers or fears from some of the tensions that are in the region or no uh no not at all actually it's it's just a normal life like in korea canada america it's just the same it's just the misconception conception that media has made through the years and whenever i say i'm from pakistan there's they said oh you must be like terrorists and because <laughs> I, I i have a beard you know they are they 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 do have this misconception conception that we are terrorists, right? Sure. So, but not but in reality, it's not like that. We have everything comparable with Korea, not with the first world countries, but you know some growing economies or growing nations, developing countries. Yeah. So it's it's quite good to live there. And if you can uh, see on YouTube, um, some great bloggers and bloggers, they have made a lot of videos on Pakistan. So I hope you can go through that and have a very good idea about tourism in Pakistan and this misconception, what the people have, like, yeah. we are all terrorists. I have lots of friends who have traveled through the region and, yeah. and had a amazing time and they absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm just curious on a perspective of a local, you know, when the war was was on in Afghanistan and stuff, does that have any impact on you guys or no? Uh, Is no, there lots no, of refugees no. coming over the border? Yeah, or? we had a lot of refugees coming in in Pakistan, but uh, our army, um, Pakistani army, did, stood very well for against the terrorism. So we don't have any problem till now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so I must say uh, the Pakistani army is doing quite a good job. Well, it's good that you get out and promote your country and, and let people know that it's not what you see on, on CNN and, and the other news exactly. outlets. Because that's what I found lots when I traveled around the world is everywhere that had an advisory or, or a safety concern. Yeah. Once I got there and you get your feet wet for a couple of days, it's just like being anywhere else. Yeah, no different. that's right. So even though if you're, if you're willing to travel in some of the areas that are near Afghanistan and Iran, there are some trouble over there. But... If you ask the army or ask the police to support you or give you an escort, okay, so they do support you and they give you a convoy, and and some of the army personnel they do keep a track on you and they follow you and they provide you the basic security and the basic needs you want to travel no to. Yeah, That's awesome. this is only for foreigners, not for Pakistan. Mm. Yeah, Pakistanis, you know. So You're this privilege <laughs> is only for foreigners because you know they're special to us, mm. uh, and we treat them like our guest. And if you go to any restaurant and if you want to eat. They might offer you some free food and yeah. they don't charge you. Even if you go to buy some clothes in Pakistan, they don't ask you for money. You yeah. can just I'm buy anything tomorrow. you want. <laughs> I need new clothes. I'm going to go tomorrow. That's funny. So, so you, treat, is, you, treat, you treat guests as, yeah. uh, as almost like family. Yeah, as a family. So they always say that. Do we you respect our guests. Do, so. you, uh, do you feel that same 
that same feeling when you come to sometimes f- yeah some the, 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 the police follow you if you make illegal left turns yeah <laughs> <laughs> damn I had to pay 50,000 you know put that and it, it really hurts well, me well wait someone you got <laughs> well well done the uh, what happened you got uh, you made an illegal left turn and someone caught you on camera yeah on their there was on their a SUV camp? behind me I don't know what was it a Korean man or woman uh. he just d- 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 sent the footage to the police and they just sent me with a ticket of 50,000 Korean won and oh I tried God. to uh, ask uh, for some help but unfortunately I d- 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know the police said you made an illegal turn I said I okay I was going to say what was your yeah. defense yeah. I said <laughs> okay I was in emergency I made an I was yeah. unaware of that, that, uh, that there was a sign of no left turn. Okay? Yeah. So you had to go straight. I said I was unaware of that and I'm just made in, in a hurry because my daughter was in daycare and we had to pick, it, pick her up. That's it. Okay, so I discussed this with police and I said, okay, all of the Koreans do that. That's, not, that's normal for them. <laughs> But if, if I made a wrong U-turn, you're asking me to 50,000, asking me for uh, 50,000 Korean won. I said, that's not fair. He just like uh, came to another story and just, you know, uh, moved the topic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, stuff like that. That's uh, just called bad luck. Yeah. We've yeah, all had it. I've had my, tar- my car towed parking on the yellow line. Every car in Korea parks on the yellow yeah, line all day long. Line. Park on the yellow line. But yeah, I think, they're, they're I think r- when, when they see the foreigners doing that, they're like, oh, okay, let's no, bring him down. It's just random one neighborhood or whatever per month or whatever they got to do it. And yeah. it's just yeah. bad luck. You'll get yeah. uh, all park on the same yellow line and yeah. usually near around Christmas and... Put- <laughs> and uh, I think it's April, April or May. I don't know. Every year I get the same ticket around the same time. So put a GoPro yeah. on and start filming, uh, filming the guys in front of you. You can send well, them did, all in for tickets. They, they did yeah, that. Yeah. They did that for a while, and people were getting kickbacks for like if if I caught you making an illegal turn. Yeah. They would send you know ten bucks to Brian. Yeah, I'd get ten dollars. Police would get forty. But wow. pe- people would set up like uh, I don't know. They would engineer some. What do they call them? Carparazzi or something? They have a name for them in Korea. No, no, no. But some some people were setting up like. Um, kind of like a, a scheme with their friend where the friend would stop short and the man would pump him from the back uh-huh. and, <laughs> and they, they were making huge they're making huge money to, all right so to th- there's one more thing i would like to share <laughs> i had an accident yeah. i rode accident in korea and it was like we we're going through a highway not a highway but it was more like a highway and the lady uh, in front of me she was driving an avante or a grandeur i don't remember mm. anyways She made a halt on 80 kilometers per hour. She just slammed on the yeah, brakes? Yeah, she just, just slammed the brakes. And, you know, my car was very old, 19 years old. It was Dow, Dow yeah, Matis. Matis, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, Matis 2 automatic. Right, so it has it, it had no ABS. So I just slammed her brakes and it, mm. it went, and <laughs> damn, and it, it's into her car. And I was like, oh, man, I'm screwed up. So when the insurance companies It came my insurance company and the ladies insurance company they asked me for my documents and everything and they asked me okay so you're gonna pay for her and you pay for your car by your own self i said okay so i, I asked them how much i would have to pay for it uh, pay for her okay mm. they asked me you have to pay for her medical expenses her damages oh. and everything and suddenly she had a back ache <laughs> yeah but my car That's... yeah i know my car just hit 
her on like a speed of 20, 10 or 20 kilometers per hour oh, because dude. yeah it, it, it was not very hot collision but you know very slight nothing happened to her car but my car had some damage on the front bumper that's it <laughs> but she had a backache we, we had a friend whose wife like they were they were at a red light and she took her foot off of the brake yeah and her car rolled into the front okay into the the car in front yeah and the the lady in front Got oh, uh, yeah. And within within a month, I think it was like ten thousand dollars in dental pretty, work. Seriously, that's I will. I, I will. The Koreans out. treat their foreign guests very special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> free, free jail clothes. Yeah, yeah. So so they asked me, you have to pay like one million?" I said, <laughs> "Take what my car." What's gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm broke, man. I have no money. I'm a student. I have my wife and my daughter. I have no money. East Marshall, get to work. Yeah. yeah. So you know. I just asked them and the lady... 30 bucks and a butter curry. Yeah, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, the lady asked her, like, see, she, she just saw our situation and she said, okay, uh, you don't worry, you don't need to get pay me anything. My neck doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, yeah. so... Really? Yeah, so... That, but after that, I got a message from an insurance company that <laughs> we had paid like 1 million for her, all the x-ray and stuff oh, like that. Then, and I paid my for my car like 300,000 to get it repaired. Mm. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. the... Uh, they're all, this, all experiences. Yeah, I had a very hard time past six months, but that would... Uh, we try to cope it up. You know, it's life. <laughs> but yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. We were, this this Korean life. Yeah, yeah, we were totally broke. <laughs> we had some financial constraints. We had some debts on us. But now it's gone. It's this gone. Yeah. Every, everyone goes through. Everyone goes yeah, through hard times. Yeah. And, and the the fact that you didn't quit and then throw in a yeah, towel. Yeah, I was say, about you know, to break. You know, I was seriously about to break. I was about to. But that, you know, that, run away from everything and. That's but, not the know. that's not the solution. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you stuck it out. And yeah. we on in previous episodes we've talked to to people who have had, you know, several hardships. You know, they they have a bad situation and they build up and oh it's gonna be good. Boom, back Man, down to zero. Yeah. Build up again. You know, two or three times. Yeah. So I think we in, all in, we all go through those stages yeah. in life. I mean, yeah. it's a roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. Sometimes financial, sometimes emotional, or, yeah. or whatever. Probably just That's lucky right. it wasn't December or January when it's freezing cold here. Yeah. yeah. So it. Was, I remember you looking for long underwear, <laughs> and, it, and it was plus fifteen, and you were online looking for lo- the best place to buy long underwear. <laughs> oh my God, he's really gonna break. He's only been here for a couple oh. of months. He's gonna die. Oh man, it's really cold for me because i'm from you know uh you, you can 40. say a tropical country but it's not tropical uh, it's really very really hot in pakistan and we have never seen such temperature temperatures only this temperature uh, do encounter only in northern part okay in the mountains yeah yeah in the mountains but for us it, it was like sitting in in the refrigerator right <laughs> yeah. yeah i felt so cold even though i have turned on my floor heating and everything but still then i came across some fish oil i used to take some fish oil and it, yeah. it keeps my body warm yeah. and i used to eat stuff for keeping myself warm that's in it. canada fish oil is called whiskey <laughs> <laughs> Same color. good one and and and, and i forgot i yeah, forgot no yeah. that's uh it's funny it's funny you coming from a very hot country to yeah. a kind of a neutral yeah, country you know what you know what i'm sorry to interrupt but yeah no problem 
um, we had um, the highest temperature ever recorded in Pakistan, 54.5 degrees C <laughs> in Aptabad last in summer. The, in the sauna? <laughs> in <laughs> the, the, last summer. Jesus. You can say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can say a living sauna. Yeah. You can't go outside in that. Yeah, but that's what actually, I just said. Actually, Those reports uh, out of India, that's what they're saying. Yeah, High actually, 40s and 50s. Yeah, actually, what some of the you know sensitive uh, group of people died. The elderly, of, sure. Yeah, that's very high. The liberals? Know? <laughs> uh, uh, some some you know uh, because of some uh, the, the persons of drug abuse and stuff you know absolutely yeah, yeah. well it, i mean in canada people will drink and go home and pass out in a snowbank and die too so yeah. it's it's uh, just on the just on the opposite yeah. there. but yeah. for us we were wearing our shorts you know 10 11 months yeah. of the year yeah and you were you were asking for long underwear and we just couldn't stop <laughs> yeah, it. I, I will show and you. the guys in seoul said oh where do you you live in seoul go to go to bundang go to here go to there you can get long underwear he said no i'm in ulsan the far south they go it's not cold down there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was seriously astonished to see that you guys are wearing some shorts and enjoying, and you're Even. stating that we are enjoying our summer, still our summer. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that one, that was like a joke to me. But even Man, the, you, yeah, even the Koreans are, yeah. are kind of judgmental, and they go like, "Ryan, it's, it's March. Yeah. Why are you wearing shorts? Yeah, because it's." 15 18 20 yeah. degrees man That's but they've funny. changed a lot i can't believe when we when i had come they only wore shorts in july and august only and men almost never wore shorts yeah and now i see everybody we- wearing shorts from yeah from april and may it's great yeah, yeah. shorts so, short sandals and long padding uh, yeah i can't <laughs> even think of wearing shorts in the winter seriously i can't even think of that. what were some of the other big cultural differences coming in and adaptations you had to make coming to korea Okay, so the, the the one thing I would like to mention over here is uh, the Koreans judge people on their attire. You know, yeah. uh, how how do they look? So I have seen many Canadians, Americans, they're coming to the jobs, they're okay with their clothes, okay? But the, the, these Korean guys, they're very, they're very, you know, can I say, what can I say? They're very keen. Form, to, formal? Yeah, very formal. Yeah. And, uh, they're very keen about the clothing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if they're not wearing the especially the ladies if they're not wearing the makeup they won't go out they throw up their gas mask and they, what, what can i say <laughs> the, dust mask, you know, the, the dust mask and even though it's, it's very fine air quality out there but you know it's still air pollution for them yeah uh, <laughs> oh that's another that's another crazy yeah, one yeah uh, maybe coming from Lahore to here, yeah. you feel an, an increase. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. I can yeah. breathe freely. Yeah. And again, just coming back from Canada, yeah. I fly back in. I, we've we've been pretty fortunate. The last yeah. week, it's been very clear. Yeah. But man, in Canada, I, I always tell my family, like, you guys enjoy this. Take a deep breath, you yeah. know, breathe that, breathe that air. And it's it's noticeably different, especially even if you go up, uh, go up north. We were in a cottage uh, five hours north of my hometown, and it was... You just you're you're in the middle of a in the middle of a forest and there's a nice lake there and you oh yeah. you don't smell the factory down yep. the street it's really that's quite uh, yeah, quite something yeah so coming from Pakistan which is very polluted you know yeah, yeah. and we have a lot of smog issues in winter so when I came to Korea they said it's very polluted I said oh man I I feel I feel and breathe very fresh here it's not it's not polluted for me but you know it's all about perspective yeah, isn't it yeah so for the Koreans it's it's for it's like uh, very polluted 
Mm. We are living, we are enjoying our time, no problem. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's funny. I'm glad you get a good. I never put on a gas mask or what can dust, I say? The dust, dust, dust mask. Yeah. Uh, more appropriate term for that. So I never threw up on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Was the technology coming here a shocker? Compared to back home or no? No, it's it's the same. We so have no, all of the technologies available over there. No, no, no technological shock we have uh, over here. But even for us, I mean, coming the internet speeds here. Are yeah, yeah, that, 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 and that's the one CCTV thing. cameras and the red light cameras and the speed cameras. Every intersection. We it's... we have speed cameras installed. When when I, when I was flying to Korea, all of the highways, all of the streets, all of the roads, they're being covered by street cameras, some speed cameras, stuff like that. But uh, the internet internet speed it's quite you know there's no compare to internet speed over here it's yeah, the yeah, fastest yeah. in the world oh, I think yeah, yeah. yeah so you can download a movie in like few minutes the five <laughs> minutes on your phone yeah on yeah. your phone and you can live stream anything in high quality that's really one good thing I, I must say I must mention yeah <clears throat> again so you've had some hardships here you've had good things what what advice uh, would you give someone entering Korea as a as a student? To, uh, if, you know, if you could kind of mentor, or if you had uh, uh, a sit down talk with someone before uh, a student who was coming here to do their masters or PhD, a university student, what uh, what advice would you give them? Yeah, so we only take into account only one thing. If your professor is good, you have a very good life. Your everything in Korea, being a student, depends upon your professor. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a very good professor, you have a good life. Mm. And if you get, uh, or if you are very lucky, if you get the admission in one of the IST institutes like KEST, UNEST, these are the governmental institutes. So you get all the money directly into your account. There's mm. no, you can, you can say, uh, riff raff. No, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you get all of the money. The professor is very good. And th- there's only just one thing mm. the professor weather and social things and the cost of living everything is secondary mm. but the the first thing i must say is if your professor is good you yeah. have a good life if is very strict if he keeps an eye on you if is mm. if he bothers you a lot it, it's not good for you is there is do you meet your professor before you come here are you paired before or no only my wife to... she had an interview i skype called with him Ah, yeah, I just saw him. So it's a very, time. it's a very brief, brief introduction. Yeah, I see. yeah. They I, just had a good time. They just laughed out, and yeah, yeah. That, ah, that's, that's looks like, uh, looks like there's a, a niche, a niche there. Maybe we should start the website. Yeah, my rate yeah. my professor. Or, yeah. yeah, that sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds so good. whenever the students coming in Korea, they're straight away asking about the professors. Okay, I'm. I got accepted in this lab, and this is the name of the professor. If anyone from Pakistan or any the, another country can tell me how's the professor, so they're just asking about the professor. So my suggestion for the students is, if uh, you're coming, even not if it's Korea, if you're going somewhere in like Australia or Turkey or UAE or Saudi Arabia, you must ask about your professor mm. and his profile. They'll determine your your, your yeah, quality your career, of life. Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where where is that site based? At, at home. What's I've seen it. Rate my professor. Yeah, rate my rate my teacher. That's that's based at home, but they should yeah. just get everyone to go on there and do it, and then you'll give a heads up to the guys coming behind you. Yeah. and I think that'll keep the that'll keep the next generation of professors coming through in yeah. mind. Because yeah. I mean, you don't want to be you don't want to be blackballed. Where any imagine if you, I mean Ulsan Day builds its reputation on on bringing lots of foreign students in and 
without foreign students, it doesn't uh, the the school can't exist, right? There's yeah. not enough not enough Koreans yeah. to to fill the positions. Yeah. So if there's if there's professors that are students are are avoiding, you know, I think the it's easy to to sever the. Uh, to to sever that professor and rate my and Korean to, professor. <laughs> rate my Korean the, next, professor. the next website. I mean, it, yeah. you couldn't get as long as it's not registered here. You wouldn't yeah. get the libel and the or the, the what do you call them? But I think that that, that won't be viable. If you rate your professor being in Korea, you might get some serious problems from your professor if it sees that. Bad. But you, you have to do it after. make it anonymous, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have to anonymous. make it that anonymous. And yeah, and, uh, and yeah, do it upon your exit, and that would keep them a lot. Imagine how honest that could keep them yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. Especially if the university says, hey. But if there's no, again, it seems like no one's even watching over them. The right. fact that they can take uh, two, $300 a month. Listen, for, for someone who makes $10,000 a month, if the professor took two or 300 man, whatever. That's his, that's his little fun, yeah. fun money. You can go for a drink or pay yep. for lunch or whatever. If, you're, if your full stipend is $700 and he's taking half and... You have a wife and a kid and a and and a house to uh, to pay rent and buy food. That that's insane. Yeah, that's, that's the highway robbery, man. That should yeah. be. And there's like you said, you've you've made formal complaints to uh, what the international. Yeah, that I tried to do the, that one, but I didn't because I just asked and discussed with my community. Yeah. So you know. Uh, there were some 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 good things that professor has done to us so that's why i was like a ah, bit resistant hesitant, yeah hesitant, hesitant and resistant to yeah. uh and i was concerned about my degree Absolutely, you know yeah. yeah so that's why i didn't just report enough mm. and uh, in the past there was one case in which pakistani student reported a professor and the professor got kicked away from the university you see you don't you don't yeah that's the, you don't want that outcome yeah. right you don't want him to lose his yeah. job but you yeah. do want some yeah you do want because he has really done some good favors to us yeah uh, he's he's not that but on the other end if a couple more did lose their job they'd that would set a new standard of stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's right? right. So, do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy who, you know, who kind of pulls the trigger on on another guy's job? Though I, I think it's, it's not just on a job; it's on a change for the whole country. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It's, it's a it's thing. sacrifice. It's, sacrifice one for the benefit of the. Well, you're yeah, going to no matter what. Somebody's going to do it. It's going to happen to somebody. Or I mean, you just you give them a, a stern warning. Listen, don't take the don't take three hundred bucks a month from the from the the you know from the students and give them a, sure, but a, I think, a chance to correct his course i, I think, think nationwide that doesn't send a message you hear that five guys lost their jobs you're going to straighten up in a hurry yeah yeah but the heads roll. I, i'm not yeah. saying i, I want to be the guy to go <laughs> and you know start chopping heads but yeah. i mean that that's what has to happen otherwise it just continues this ongoing the, the cycle of this yeah. and yeah. and the university culture here is is similar in many ways at home and different in many ways but yeah, the the fake publishing and the putting their names on everything that's not theirs, and I mean, there's all kinds of these things. Until someone really drops the hammer, it's not going to change. Yeah. So, if they're paying us, <laughs> paying some money to us, like monthly stipend, they expect we must put their names on as a co-author or the first author on the they research should, paper. They should pay you three hundred dollars a month yeah. to put their names <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing yeah. it wrong. Yeah, so yeah, it's like know. it's like we're using their laboratory, we're using their facility, and we're uh, he's guiding us, he's advising us. Yeah, so he that's didn't why build we have it to, though. Yeah, he didn't build it yeah, with his own money, yeah, which is yeah. that I find funny. But yeah, although he's getting from uh, the government or the BK twenty one, BK twenty yeah. one is Brain Korea twenty one, which is providing all the money uh, to the professor, and then professor gives uh, or distributes to yeah. all of the students. That's, right, that's so, uh, yeah. that's too much, man. But 
Anyways, I think uh, our time here is drawing to uh, drawing to a close. You, you've you've given us great insight in uh, into the um, into the what do you call the Korean uh, university education system, how it works. Thank you for that. Uh, you've shed some shed some light on on Pakistan and being a dad and in uh, an active member in the community in Ulsan. Thank you very much for coming. You're welcome. I'm We, I'm really very really pleased to have you both and calling me over for this podcast. I'm really thankful to both of you. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're happy, uh, happy to have you, but anyways, that's uh, that's it, Nate. Anything else you want to add? No, thanks a lot. Good to see you again, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you around soon. Awesome. All have right. a good day, guys. Bye bye. See ya. Bye. bye.